Testing. Testing. Are we recording? Okay, I think we are. Let's talk about some things that matter. Let's take some time to drift and hum. Hi friends and welcome to the Drift and Hum podcast. I'm Robert Martichenko, author of Drift and Hum, the great Canadian-American novel. We have a thought-provoking show for you today as we have an amazing interview with Janine Hallowell, founder of the We Move Forward Conference, a conference that teaches us how to feed our mind, body and soul and live our best life. In addition to our interview, there may be a story, some music and possibly a poem along the way. So settle in wherever you are, get comfortable with your favorite drink, and let's take some time to talk about stories that matter. Let's take some time to drift and hum. Upon reflection, it always amazes me what the brain decides to store away and subsequently retrieve at any given time. Even amongst all the chatter of new technologies and the not-too-distant prospect of artificial intelligence, I cannot imagine we will ever virtualize or imitate the true working of the human mind. It's simply too complicated of an algorithm when we insert the all-random variables that relate to emotion. The human brain, an incredible hard drive that may very well store every second of every moment in our rearview mirror, The human mind, a computer that warehouses memories and constantly catalogs, resorts, retrieves, removes, inserts, and restores images to the front of the line in what often feels like a random, chaotic, never-ending story being recited and visualized internally as we progress through our day. And what a story it is. Ruminations, images in still shots, images in moving video, smiles, frowns, learnings, regrets, and everything in between. And as I mentioned, it always amazes me what the brain decides to store away and then retrieve at any given time. One memory that services frequently for me is a moving picture image of a 20-second conversation I had over 25 years ago. I was talking to an older gentleman who had moved to Alberta, Canada for a brief career assignment after living in the same small town his entire life to that date. I asked him, How did you enjoy living in Alberta when all you knew was your hometown in Ontario? His response was, Home is where you hang your hat. Home is where you hang your hat. In seven words, he framed his belief system. He created an entire narrative that told me how he approaches change, how he decides to make the best of any situation, how he lives his life. I remember feeling a sense of calm from this man, yet also a small fraction of envy. I recall wishing I had this same sense of peace of mind. Home is where you hang your hat. What a great tagline to the movie we call life. What a great way to frame the screenplay. If you do an internet search on self-help books, you will be able to pick from millions of titles. Millions. And within these millions of books, many of them will tell you the exact same thing, although possibly using different words. This single theme that is common in all theories of self-help is that life is what you make it. Life is what you decide it will be. 
Life is attitude. Life is how you frame the story. Happy, sad, it's completely up to you. That event that sucked yesterday, will you learn from it or allow it to beat you down? Completely up to you. When you fall off the horse, do you stay down or get back on the horse? Completely up to you. Would you rather play and lose as opposed to not playing at all? Completely up to you. Is life nothing but pain and suffering or is life an amazing gift to be cherished? The answer is completely up to you. It's your choice how you frame the story. This is the single number one lesson to any form of self-help. You get to decide. Ah, the simplicity of it all. It's so easy, is it not? Just decide to be happy. No problem. QED. Problem solved. Hmm. Simple in theory, but not so elementary in execution. Yet, we can, in fact, follow the age-old saying that it is not what happens to you in life, but rather how you decide to react to the happenings. And this theory is based on one sound premise, that we are in control of the frame of the story, that we can decide the narrative of any life event in order to turn the negative into positive. However, to do so takes practice, some focused practice. And this practice begins with a first step. And this first step is to work towards understanding our own biases. That is, we need to understand our own biases to better relate to why we frame stories the way we do, to better understand why we see the world the way we do, to fully grasp why we are creating and watching the movie we are watching, to fully grasp why we decide what to decide relative to how we react to the events of our day. A bias is defined as a strong inclination of the mind or a preconceived opinion about someone or something. Our biases will set up how we see the world, how we frame the story in front of us, how we play out the movie of our lives. And all this makes sense as we only know what we know, and our attitudes and beliefs are a function of what we know and how we choose to use this internal knowledge. Yet, where do biases come from? Initially, they come from our upbringing, our cultural experiences relative to race, religion, nationality, and societal norms. And then we build upon this foundation with education, life experience in the form of mistakes and successes, risks taken, rewards received, all while deciding just how much to give life a shot while gathering and assembling lessons learned. And then... After years of living, we develop and dogmatize our biases based on these collective experiences. We decide whether to smile or frown. We decide whether life is good or bad. We decide whether to love or hate. We decide what and who we see when we look at another human being. We decide what and who we see when we look in the mirror. We decide exactly how we will frame the story. We decide what we believe to be truth. Yet at times, we fail to recognize there is a very dangerous aspect of allowing our biases to frame our story. You see, once our biases are firmly implanted, the story may never change, and we may simply live our lives in routine, never changing the scene, never exploring a new plot, never inserting new characters, or possibly changing the outcome of the movie. And even worse than this, we may spend our lives looking for 
and embracing only those things that confirm our biased view of the world while ignoring anything that may teach us to see life through a new lens. We may never actually have the courage to admit that perhaps there is a better story out there that could possibly improve our condition, improve the condition of our community, improve the condition of our world. This is a gift of looking at life through a non-biased view in order to change what we believe to be truth. And this is critical in our society today as we are living in a world that has actually now been coined the post-truth era, where truth is not based on fact or visible outcomes, but rather truth is a function of how we frame the story in order to convince others what to believe, all of it being an art and science in manipulating people through an orchestration of playing to their negative biases. Ah, what a world. On one hand, we could say... What a messed up, broken world we live in. And then on the other hand, one could say, what a crazy, wild, fantastic world filled with goodness. It's all about what we choose to believe. It's all about the frame. It's all about the story. Stories shape our beliefs and beliefs create our existence. Once we believe this, we can, in fact, use this knowledge to create a better life, to create a better world. This can be accomplished by changing the tone of the story to reshape our beliefs in order to create a better existence. That is, we can question our own biases to reframe the story in such a way as to create beliefs that are more positive, benevolent, empathetic, and constructive. Let's shift the tone to stories that matter. Stories that matter are stories that describe the positive going on in our world. Stories about people who live with enthusiasm interest, and passion for actions and events that support kindness and respect for people and the earth. And as story shifters, we can become a community, a community that is not interested in hate, anger, fear, negative biases, or divisiveness. A community where we recognize that the only way to make the world a better place is to sound off more positive vibes than negative vibes. Where we recognize that life is short, And it's critical to take time for what is important. To take time to see the positive in the world. To believe in the good of people. In the diversity of people. And to live a life surrounded by nature, sport, art, poetry, music, and interesting people with great stories. In other words, to take time to drift and hum. Now, with a little drift and hum, will all people suddenly become kind and peaceful? I suspect not overnight, as the human being is not known for learning any important lesson too quickly. Will we suddenly eradicate the earth of war, famine, corruption, misogyny, and bigotry? I suspect not overnight, as the human being likes to take its sweet time while walking the path of justice, humanity, and common sense. However, I make these statements recognizing my own negative bias exists. A negative bias where my life experience to date could possibly leave me with a negative framed view of the world. A framed movie where the human being is a flawed cast member. Where violence and suffering prevail. Where evil wins over love. Where common sense is wrestled to the ground. Where it ultimately submits to greed, madness, and a gross lack of human grace. A world where nice guys do, in fact, finish last. Or... Perhaps I can reframe this view of the world. Perhaps I can edit and re-script the screenplay of the movie I'm watching. 
Perhaps I can believe that I should attempt to be the change I want in the world. Perhaps I can fully recognize that I am not suffering and should be action-oriented to help those that truly are. Perhaps I can wake up and understand that my daily struggles and challenges are not even remotely true challenges or struggles as compared to others. That if I witnessed real struggle firsthand, I would be infinitely embarrassed by the fact that I have ever felt sorry for myself. Yes, perhaps I can be smart enough to question my personal biases in order to reshape my own belief system where my new view of the world has been framed by no one but myself through reflection and learning relative to my own experiences through my own thoughts, resulting in my own conclusions on what is right and wrong, where the true truth will prevail. Yes, perhaps I can find a way to shift the tone of the story, to shift the tone to stories that matter, yes, to stories that, in fact, do describe the positive going on in our world. Amazing stories about people who live with enthusiasm, interest, and passion for actions and events that support kindness and respect for people and the earth, yes. And then maybe we can develop a community of like-minded people, a global community where we recognize the only way to make the world a better place is to have more positive vibes than negative vibes, where all of us recognize that life is short and it's critical to take time for what is important, to take time to see the positive in the world, to believe in the good of people, in the diversity of people, and to live a life surrounded by nature, art, sport, poetry, music, and interesting people with great stories. Yes, that sounds like a great plan. I think it's time to start this shift. And perhaps a place filled with optimistic people sounding positive vibes would be a great place to hang our hats. To hang our hats indeed. Take time, friends. Let's take some time to shift the story. Let's take some time to drift and hum. smiling today let me show you today let me show you yeah i am joyful as the daisies are in the summertime there's no more crying for the past no 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 more wasting time on that there will be no more no more, no more Wasting time on that Broken I've seen broken, I've felt broken, I've heard broken happening I've tasted broken, I've smelled broken, I sense when broken is coming I've been on the start of broken, I've been on the end of broken I've been in the middle of things breaking I've lived the effects of broken, I've paid the price of broken, I've been the one doing the breaking. I've examined broken, I've analyzed broken, I've tried to fix broken along the way. I've cursed broken, I've embraced broken, I expect broken to show up today. I've learned to be one with broken, I've become accustomed to broken, I'm challenged with broken both day and night. I've made peace with broken, I've accepted broken. I realize broken is just a part of life. 
Goodness. I've seen goodness. I've felt goodness. I've heard goodness happening. I've tasted goodness. I've smelled goodness. I sense when goodness is coming. I've been on the start of goodness. I've been on the end of goodness. I've been in the middle when goodness strikes. I've lived the effects of goodness. I've enjoyed the value of goodness. I've given goodness and it felt right. I've examined goodness. I've analyzed goodness. I've created some goodness along my way. I've rejoiced goodness. I've embraced goodness. I know goodness will show up today. I've learned to appreciate goodness. I've become accustomed to goodness. I pray goodness happens both day and night. I make peace with goodness. I sincerely accept all goodness. I'm thankful goodness is a part of life. Sometimes the simplest solution lies in my present resolutions to count not my sorrows, but instead the blessings I've been given. Oh, I thank the Lord for the life that I am living, as it is all a gift. It is all a gift. Hi, friends. Before we get to the interview with Janine, I just want to set the stage a little bit. Janine is a childhood friend of my wife, Kareen's, and she recently paid us a visit in South Carolina, and we got to chat about some amazing stories that matter, and I learned a lot more about her conference. She's an amazing person with amazing stories, and her give-back attitude is helping a lot of people in this world. So with that, let's get to the interview. Hi, folks, and welcome to the Drift and Hum podcast. Today, we have a fantastic interview with Janine Hallowell. Janine is the organizer and founder of a conference called We Move Forward. Hi, Janine. Hi, Robert. So happy to have you here today. And tell us a little bit about your conference, We Move Forward. So We Move Forward is an international Women's Day conference that happens very fittingly on the island of women, Isla Mujeres, Mexico. And I started the conference in 2012. Excellent. And when you talk about the conference, you say it's about ordinary women living extraordinary lives. What do you mean by that exactly? Well, the conference is unique in that, um, first off, it attracts women, um, specifically good-spirited women, to come to a place, gather, form community, and inspire each other. And these are ordinary women who are committed to living an extraordinary life. And what I mean by that is they're committed to creating space in their life to experience things that bring them joy. Because when people are joyful, that spills over to the people around them, on the people and even their pets, if you will. Fantastic. And those two words, they are ordinary and extraordinary. How, how would you define ordinary? 
So it's my belief that we are all brought into this world equally, but some people do have, they're born into better circumstances. The extraordinary piece is for some of us, uh, we're not born into privileged circumstances. Most of us actually are born into rather average ones or sometimes even tougher situations. So ordinary people are, are most of us on the planet, but we still have the capability to live extraordinary lives. And that's what I'm trying to manifest through the conference. So how would we define an extraordinary life? Uh, some examples from the conference and the people I've met is to follow their path and, and, and follow their dreams. And it might be something like being a mother, even though you're not able to birth a child. It might be extraordinary life might be picking up the paintbrush and following your dream to, to paint. You might not be the next Michelangelo, but you're following your dream and you're in your space and feeling good about where you're taking your life. Fantastic. And I know when I asked you about the people that come to the conference, you threw out three words, ages, wages, and stages. What, what does that mean exactly? So I wanted the conference to not be targeted too tightly to one specific age or career path or profile. So the typical age of the women that come is anywhere between 20 years of age all the way up into the 80s. And I think there's real magic. I've observed the real magic of bringing people from different generations together. It's enlightening for young women to learn and see that women that are older still have a very young spirit within. So that's the ages piece. The wages is I wanted to create um, a space where women from different socioeconomic backgrounds can engage in really meaningful conversation. And the amount of learning and appreciation that comes from that is, is unbelievable. And the stages of life you know, that's, that's the stages of being at the start of your career, let's say, or trying to figure out what you want to do next when your children have moved on and you're facing the, facing the empty nest. So it covers the gamut and the magic happens, I think, often because of the, the diversity in the room. I love it. And this idea of ages, wages, and stages, and I know you bring in keynotes for your conference and the part that really intrigues me a lot and really connects to the Drift and Hum community is that I know that you personally believe in the power of story and your conference is about the power of story and how we frame stories. So tell me a little bit about just your views and, and the essence of the conference relative to the power of story. Much of the conference, as you said, is dedicated to women sharing their stories. Some of them share their stories from the stage. And again, the, the women that share their, their stories up on stage are, they're ordinary women. They don't come from a privileged background. So their stories really resonate with the people in the audience. And one thing that makes We Move Forward stand out from other events or similar types of conferences is that the women that come and speak have to also commit to engaging in the three full days, um, which they gladly do. And then we also do breakouts. So they'll share their inspirational story, but then we want to integrate what their message was um, or that aha and allow for their conversation to happen. So then the women form small groups and, and go into circle 
and share their story in relation to that particular topic or something else that relates. And again, by by the end of the first day, people are, are amazed at how many connections are forming because of the essence and the common threads in the stories in the room. And what would you say are some of those common threads as as people start to listen to each other's stories and share their own stories, whether they're just participants in the conference or there as the keynote speakers? I would say one of the main commonalities is that often our, our successes are about overcoming fear and self-doubt. So at the heart of any story about moving forward is first um, having to persuade ourselves, right, that that we, we are capable, we're capable human beings that can overcome, turn tragedy into triumph. And I know when we were talking this morning before the podcast interview, we were talking about the essence of framing stories. And you mentioned that this is completely up to ourselves as an individual, how we frame a story. What, what did you mean by that exactly? We're all constantly telling ourselves stories, running a narrative through through our heads um, throughout our days and being really mindful about what story am I telling myself now. So, for example, the conference itself, when I took on the conference, it was something I'd never done before. I'd spoken at conferences, but I'd never run a conference and I certainly hadn't tried to breathe life into something so big. And there were questions of self-doubt, and I could tell myself the story that began with, I created a conference, I advertised, but nobody came. That could be the story. Or I could choose to tell myself the story that I had a dream, and I worked hard to bring it to life, and that the right people showed up, and also breathed even more life into it. And we all lived happily ever after. That's the story that I chose to tell myself again and again. And certainly when when the negative story would come up, I was very aware of it. And uh, But I didn't allow myself to listen for too long, and I'd turn the dial back. On that vein of the the idea of the power of story, which is so important, and this idea of framing the story, is there a particular story that you would like to share relative to the conference itself? Absolutely. The first story that comes to mind when when you ask that question, Robert, is the story of its inception, how it began. The idea of hosting, coming up with We Move Forward as a concept, actually took place on Isla Mujeres, the island of women, in the year 2011. And it had been about a half a year since my father, Scotty, had passed away of, of cancer. My mother, and his wife of 55 years was on Isla Mujeres with me. I have a small home in a Mexican community there. And I'd gotten up and gone for my morning walk. And it was International Women's Day, March 8th. And I had this vision. All of a sudden it came to me, wouldn't it be something to host an International Women's Day conference on the island of women? And it was moving into the year 2012. And... Isla Mujeres is in the Maya land part of uh, Mexico. And there was rumors, and certainly people were saying that the Mayans believed that the world was coming to an end in 2012. And it was actually the opposite. The Mayans believed it was a time for a new beginning. So I felt it was the right time and it was the right place to host a women's conference. I went home and I shared my idea with my mother. And for the first time since my father had passed away, her eyes lit up and she said, I love that idea. I think you should do it. And so 
the beginning, the formation of We Move Forward. And one of the lovely things about uh, We Move Forward is that my mother was very involved in everything from, you know, stapling the programs to making the centerpieces for the tables, etc. The conference went off, uh, certainly not without a hitch. Um, There was many, it was a rocky road leading up to the success. But afterwards, I asked my mom, so was We Move Forward all that you thought it would be? And she looked at me and she said, Janine, I had no idea what it would be. I've never been to a conference. And to this day, it makes me smile. But she had faith in the project and she absolutely loved it. It's moving into its sixth, sorry, it just came out of its sixth year, uh, sixth successful year, and it continues to morph and, you know, better over the years. But the magic really lies in ordinary women sharing their stories of extraordinary circumstances and their continued commitment to live their best life. That's fantastic. I just love uh, stories like this. And and I know the conference actually received a certificate of acknowledgement by the United Nations Women in Canada. And so I think most importantly, how can people find out uh, more about the conference? So the conference, um, I'm very fortunate. I have an excellent website um, by my webmaster, Julie Fraga, who lives on East Limu Harris. And if you go to www.wemoveforward.com, you will find us right there. And there's lots of lovely photos because it takes place in an absolutely magical place. But all the information you need about uh, the people that come and the people that speak and the lives that are enriched through it, it's, it's all there. Excellent. That should be easy enough to remember. And just in closing, you keep mentioning this little island in Mexico where, where you have a home and where the conference is. Can you just tell us just a little bit about the island? Isla Mujeres is located just off the coast of Cancun. It's actually a 17-minute ferry ride. And uh, so you're in Cancun, and within about an hour and a half, you can be on Isla with your, your feet in the white sand. The island is about seven kilometers long and about a kilometer wide. And there are approximately 12,000 Mexicans who it's home to year round and then there's a healthy expat community as well of about between four to six thousand or six thousand people depending on what time of year you're there it's a very welcoming extremely safe part of mexico there's a lovely marine base on um, on the island and it's a, it was originally at one time a small fishing village so there's lots of fresh fish still and it's a welcoming fun vibrant community and i should say five local women are uh, sponsored to attend we move forward every year fantastic and the island is actually the isle of women is that what you mentioned earlier isla maharis which means the island of women i love it that's so perfect for your conference i can't imagine why uh, anybody wouldn't want to go there it sounds amazing so janine thank you so much first of all for doing this work uh, this is the work that is important and these are the stories that matter and you're making a big impact in a lot of lives of people and uh, in particular the women that come to your conference both as participants as and, and as keynotes. And uh, so thank you for your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Because sometimes the simplest solution lies in my present resolution. Well, friends, we have come to the end of our podcast today. So thank you very much for your time. A big thanks to Janine Hollowell for her passion and very important work with her We Move Forward conference. 
please make sure you check her out at www.wemoveforward.com. Our song today, called No More, is written and performed by the very talented Jill Zimmerman. You can check her out at jillzimmermanmusic.com. As well, thanks for listening about a new community I know we can develop. Like-minded people who want to shift the story to stories that matter. These stories truly are the good stuff, folks. These are the stories that can change the dialogue in our world. So until we talk again, make sure you take time, friends. Take some time to drift Wasting and hum. Wasting time on that.